0: Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass And hey,
1: what's it gonna do? It doesn't matter
0: how you're doing Woo! We'll Living in life! jet flying.
1: Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? Would you please shut the hell up? You don't know what hard times are, daddy The cream will rise to the top Oh yeah Oh yeah! I do human rubble!
2: what up what up welcome to episode 149 of keep the kayfabe i'm mike sitting here with my boys ready to talk some wrestling and yeah boys and girls and people listening worldwide to keep the kayfabe the royal rumble was this past week and we had a major injury suffered in it we'll get to the results of the royal rumble itself but lots of news happening and if you're living under a rock or not keeping yourself rocked hard or a triple h uh, as we like to say on Keep the Kayfabe here, you might not have heard about Vince McMahon being outed for his antics on uh, treatment of uh, man. <laughs> I I always um get to like Austin Powers quotes like they're treating objects like women or, or isn't that a line from Austin Powers? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay. Well, it was pretty disgusting. We're going to get, we're going to get to that. And then also we have to announce the winner of the game from last week's episode, the promo game, keep the kayfabe style, super fun episode. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen, and then we will reveal the results at the end of the show. So let's get to introducing who we are talking with tonight. He's over in Bayview. He's a man that keeps it freshly squeezed. His name is Matt Michelson. And if you are not familiar, last week's episode, we're going to have Matt talk about a random object in the voice of the big Valvoski to introduce himself tonight. And tonight's word is rivers. What do you, what do you say, Val?
0: Oh my God! (laughs) Hello, ladies. Uh, The big Valbowski's here tonight to talk about rivers. (laughs) Rivers, as you know, flow long and deep in every which direction. (laughs) And when the big Valbowski's around, the river never runs dry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was boy, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> that is good great. Job. That was good.
2: Yeah, the not only thing, an easy thing.
0: The, the only thing I'm missing is the saxophone, but otherwise I think I think we're on we're on to something here.
2: <laughs> well, I could actually get some saxophone music maybe for next week. I'll try to get his theme music and drop it in. That would be a lot more editing. You might that have to pay be. me. Matt. Uh you might have to pay me per week to have that kind of editing in, but we can work that out.
0: I'm sure we can figure something out.
2: Okay, good. Because I wanna get my money back for the money that I dropped on two books today. Ah, um, yeah. I did not I didn't finish um Gemini, Gemini Girl. Girl yet because I just haven't had time. And I knew Steve had a second book come out, The Divided mm-hmm. Man. So I was like, well, I'll order that when I finish Gemini Girl. Well, mm-hmm. the third book rolled around. And what's that book called?
0: The Gorgon Void.
2: Gorgon Void. Okay, so I it's a hard word to say, so that's why it slipped my mind, but I put (laughs) both books in my cart today and they will be sent to my house because this is how much of a freak I am because Lit MKE, me, a candle maker who recycles beer bottles, cans, and liquor bottles in the candles, is such a recycling freak. I wanted both books be delivered in one box by one trip by an Amazon driver. So, well, aren't you just doing Cap- a- Captain Green. I'm fucking trying. All right. <laughs> so, and you all can too. So, anywho, awesome. Well, good to see you tonight, Matt. I really appreciate you here tonight. Let's go over to the man with the golden pipes, Gary Williams. How are we, Gary?
1: Whoa. 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 Well. Uh this week uh, we I'm introducing to everyone a new little thing for my not only my intro, but also as many of you know, a little bit of my desire uh, of and love of the history of wrestling. So this week, so as part of my intro every week, I'm going to also share with all of you some very special birthdays. So we're gonna call this the Keep the Cafe birthday shout out. So, <laughs> here are some of our fa- favorite wrestlers that were born this week uh, during the calendar year. So, um, on January twenty eighth, Sheamus celebrated his birthday. This the great Scotsman. So, mm. uh, oh no, my bad. Uh, he's not from Scotland. That's a tire, isn't it? The Irishman the Seamus um, the, on the 29th hardcore Holly was born hardcore was a very prominent uh, wrestler NASCAR in, racer uh, yes NASCAR racer <laughs> that's right that's right uh, uh, January 30th um, as I sang the intro music for her was Becky Lynch's birthday, so Becky Lynch was born on the thirtieth. Is she Scottish or Irish? I Irish. She's Irish. Yes. Okay.
2: So we got two Irish birthdays.
1: Two Irish birthdays, and then Shit. some other some others to round out this week. Uh, happy birthday to uh, in a, I believe tomorrow to Ronda Rousey, and then on the second. To The Machine, Brian Cage, who did a run-in tonight on Dynamite. And then on the 3rd, Matt and Mike, you are going to be excited to know that not only was Haku born that day, not only was Kevin Von Erich born that day, but on February 3rd, your favorite and mine. Marty Janetti will be celebrating a birthday. Oh, Can man. you only imagine mm. what that birthday party will look like?
0: Jeez, I can't even imagine how he would celebrate. Shout out to Marty <laughs> though, friend of the show.
2: Friend
1: of the show. I, so
2: I hope he wrestled in Milwaukee and stayed at the Genie Inn for his the birthday genie. at least the one genie. of his
1: years. Did you guys ever hear the you hear about the story where he kind of like Hey Fabe, well they're they're not sure, but he talked about killing somebody and then he was just like, Oh, I was just joking. Yeah, he like, goes. Just I heard that again this whether well, it was I think it was late last week and it just when I saw his name, I was just like Oh, that guy is just a train wreck. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I, I mean, you know, what more can you say that he hasn't himself already said? And for those of our listeners who maybe don't know exactly what we're talking about, go back and check out. I think it's episode 129 where we actually interview Marty Jannetty along with Greg the Hammer Valentine and the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Greg not a big and deal. Marty and Ted all tell some really fascinating stories. Um, Marty in particular. So if you want more. Inside baseball on what we're talking about. Go check it out.
1: Yeah,
2: so. yeah. I mean, he's a tormented soul. I don't know if I would ever, if there would be an amount of money that could be paid to me to trade places with Marty Giannetti. I just don't want to live in the man's head. He's obviously, you <laughs> yeah. know, tormented. Done a lot of drugs. He's done a lot of things. Made a lot of decisions. Um, but we wish him well. He's a friend of the show. He was nice enough to grace a. Fist- time and he's you know shout out to Marty keep hanging in there buddy keep it Triple H my friend all right so who wasn't really keeping it very hard was someone's body when they got how did this happen guys I didn't get a chance to read the article on how CM Punk got injured did he get thrown out of the ring and he didn't land properly or
0: no what's going on
2: where is the injury and how long will he be out
0: Yeah. So during the Royal Rumble match, um, punk came in as number 27. He was in the match, I think for about 20 minutes total. Mm -hmm. I don't know at what point this was like, you know, time wise, I'm sure somebody could check this if they wanted to, but at some point drew McIntyre gave him a future shock DDT, which is basically an underhook double arm DDT. And when he did that punk tore one of his triceps, I think it's his right arm. Um, and you could tell, like, if you go back and watch it, the moment he You know hits the mat and kind of flops over he grabs his tricep and i mean you know a lot of times as wrestling fans you can tell when something's a work and when it's a shoot and it was definitely a shoot injury right away um but despite that he went on worked the rest of the match had you know the final segment with cody um i don't know if it's been released yet as to whether or not it was originally intended for punk to have won the rumble or cody to have won the rumble and maybe they you know called it in the ring because of the injury but um, but yeah, the, the DDT is ultimately what resulted in him tearing his tricep. Supposedly, he's going to be out for about nine months. So um, if you watch Raw this week, he came out and basically said, yeah, not not this year at WrestleMania. Maybe next year. Um, it, it's really a disappointment. And we'll go into this in a little more detail. And Gary, of course, I'll let you get your thoughts here in a second. But um, I think one of the things I, as a fan, was really looking forward to was the card for this year's WrestleMania was shaping up to be just insanely good. Obviously, a lot of rumors have been circulating about The Rock being involved in the main event with Roman Reigns. That would then leave maybe Punk to wrestle Cody in a match at WrestleMania, which I think as an AEW fan, like, I mean, who wouldn't want that? Mm -hmm. And then you also have all these other great, great main event level guys in their own feuds kind of spinning off of this. So Initially, I think that was the plan. This week on Raw, we saw Cody come out, talk to Seth about potentially wrestling Seth for the World Heavyweight Championship. I think that's a really good idea. It still leaves a gap for The Rock to insert himself in again in the match against Roman. um But man, Punk leaves a huge, huge hole in the card. Mm-hmm. It's it's a real disappointment. But but I'll pause there because obviously we could go on about this all day. Gary, I'll I'll let you chime in here with your thoughts too.
1: I really like a lot of what you said Matt and i think i think the hardest part for there, there's two things that i share disappointment in as well that are similar but a little different from yours one of the disappointments i have um is just in cm punk in general it just is like there just appears to be a black cloud over this guy's head and and i don't understand like i get the allure i get the attraction i get all of it but as a rest as a wrestling purist, like I am, it's like, how many times is a guy gonna have to get injured over the course of the last you know 12 months, even longer? I mean, he has been injured more than he's been in the ring, and it's just it comes to a point where you just ask yourself, like, what is going on here? Like, um is you know, the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah, I mean, it's I get it, and you know. So then you just get into all those layers of just, you know, is he really, really good for the WWE? I mean, they're expending a ton of money in a guy to sit on the sidelines again. And, you know, and so for me, this is, that's part of the disappointment. I do want to, I do want to agree with you also though. I mean, my other disappointment, which is, You're right. I thought WrestleMania could have been just a jacked card. And here we have these massive holes that they're trying to fill. And I just know, I feel like I know WWE enough to know that they didn't necessarily have a super great plan B, um, but I I, I think it's going to be very, interesting to see what these next couple of weeks look like as they're pivoting, uh, because there are huge holes. Um, Charlotte got injured previously, you know, Seth Rollins, now Punk and just, you know, and the whole wild card of what is the Rocks plan. I mean, a lot of that is, is, is still fascinating, but I really, you know, it just, this injury kind of, you know, you're right. I had not thought about what you said though, and I think it's really fascinating to think was that actually the ending? Like I don't know if any of us are gonna ever know um the truth behind that, but was was that supposed to be the ending?
2: Hmm. I don't know. Hard to say. And as Steve said, who is not here, Cody is in some rare air. To go back to back Rumble champions, has mm. that ever happened?
0: It has. Yes. Yeah, I think Stone Cold Steve Austin's been won the Rumble three times. I don't know if he's okay. won it back to back. Gary, you might know more about this, but I, I think Brock Lesnar might have also done it. Yeah, went back to
2: back. Possibly. I mean, back to back is big. That's an investment. It's huge. It is huge. So I mean, okay. So you just said those two names. Stone Cold Steve Austin, probably the greatest of all time, arguably. He's on the Rushmore, at least. And then two, you got Brock Lesnar. It looks like
1: Cody Rhodes might be the
2: only one. Yeah, so there you go. So you said Brock Lesnar, who is supposed to be like this unstoppable killer of like almost the past-ish, 15 at least. And then there's Cody Rhodes, the guy who was Stardust, had to jump... Like go somewhere else to prove like, yes, I am like who I say I am. And then go back to WWE, turn your back on the indie, which is crazy move. But look at him. He just won two back-to-back Royal Rumbles and he is getting all the pyrotechnics. He's getting the wardrobe. He's getting the shine. Like we dogged. I mean, I still remember our group chat when it first happened. We were just like, wow, that's some, that was something. And so, we are seeing it played out for the past two years now. So, so Mike, you so Mike I want
0: to I want to correct myself real quick. So, I was able to pull this up actually. Shawn Michaels turns out won back to back Royal Rumbles, nineteen ninety five, oh. nineteen ninety six, and then yeah. the next two years were Stone Cold Steve Austin. So. Those just at a quick glance, it looks like those were the only other two guys who won back to back rumbles. So, yeah, Cody's in that league with Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold.
1: You know,
2: another Stardust could have never done this. Stardust could (laughs) never won two back to back rumbles. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I wonder. Even though he's the same guy. Sorry to pull back the curtain for everybody.
1: (laughs) I meant. Matt, I wonder with what you pulled up, you know, a a stat that I wonder about is how many Royal Rumble winners won at WrestleMania.
0: Oh, great question. I, that, I don't know. I'd have to do a little more digging.
1: Yeah. I would be curious because it's almost like, uh, is it, is it an almost an automatic to some degree? Well, I guess last year it wasn't right. So there's, there's one of them because Cody lost. Um, but it would be curious to know that to know how many you know wanted WrestleMania. Mm. Fascinating, that
2: would be a great question, and maybe you'll hear it on next week's episode of Keep the Cave Fave for that juicy bit of information. We will get our intern to work on it for us, but <laughs> so. We said there was a lot of holes in the WWE roster now with CM Punk getting injured. Well, there was a lot of holes in this next story with Vince McMahon. Uh, He was basically outed uh, for some text messages, explained some pretty graphic details when I was mentioning these holes before. And uh, to be quite honest, it's kind of crazy to see how far a man can like be in a position of power of what he's, what he has and what he works so hard to build. And you can see that the product has slipped over the past couple of years. I mean, we talk about it a lot, we can focus on it more, but over the past, you know, 10, 10 years, I'd say fairly, it's not the same product. And this is kind of the time frame when this next story was all going down. Um, this guy was basically organizing some sex trafficking and um getting into conversations with you know multiple females. He actually had a big documentary supposed to be released on his you know glory and how awesome he was in this story. But I think as time went on, and these people that were making this documentary discovered that this guy isn't actually a very good guy, and they actually pulled the documentary from Netflix, which is like which showed like the last dance for Michael Jordan. It was supposed to be one of these things. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty freaking uh monumental that this story came out. Wrestling's never really gonna be the same to be quite honest because the ringmaster of the circus itself mm-hmm. has resigned from TKO. Uh and it and it didn't happen right away. It took kind of a while. So yeah. We were just talking off air last week about secession the show. This is a mogul that has dirt on him that I don't think can be scrubbed from the internet mm-hmm. and his position, the board, direction of wrestling, creative, all his fingerprints are basically going to be scrubbed because I don't know how you come back from this. So yeah,
0: I, frankly, I don't think you do. Um, so for those of our listeners who haven't heard this story, I'll try and sum it up as succinctly as i can um because there's been new information coming out every day and it's been about a week now but basically what's happening is if you haven't heard vince mcmahon um hired someone i want to say it was just as recent as a couple of years ago um she lived in the same apartment building as him a friend of hers mentioned vince um introduced the two of them vince then brought her in I, I can't recall off the top of my head what her role was within the company but essentially um things started to get weird when she went over to vince's place he he said yeah come on in he's in his closet in his underwear and then things escalated from there right um now at that point vince basically had her sign an nda that she wouldn't disclose any of this to anyone and this isn't the first time that Vince has had someone sign an NDA for this kind of thing. Um, in fact, it was, I, I just heard this like very recently within the week this year, or I want to say this year, or last year, Joe Biden actually signed a new act that illegalizes NDAs for, um, any sort of sexual assault crime. So if you were forced to sign an NDA for sexual assault, you know, after 2022, I believe it is, it's not valid. Um, which is crazy to think right this day and age we live in that that's the case but but regardless of all that um you know things keep escalating this woman by the way the woman that we're talking about uh her parents had just died before meeting vince she had also filed for bankruptcy so she was in a really tough spot um which vince naturally took advantage of and from there you know once these two start having a relationship she can't tell anyone about it Vince takes it up a notch and starts, uh, for the lack of a better word, you know, like promoting her within the backstage area of the company. Uh, you know, it just—I mean, you can kind of tell what's going on here, right? And and, it, and I don't want to go into too much detail. If you want all the nitty-gritty of it, you can Google it. You can read the text messages between the two of them on the internet. It's which bad. by the, way, the fact it's really yeah, exactly. bad. I know, and the it fact
1: makes me sad. Text- yeah, yeah. It's just. You know, we we um, you know I said this earlier today, um, and typically we're very lighthearted and we have a lot of jokes and we we do a lot of impressions. But this it, this is just really a black eye on a sport and entertainment avenue that I cherish with all of my the fiber of my being uh, because it just is disgusting. And it's, it is a misuse of power to the worst degree. And where I'm struggling, this is truly where I'm struggling is how does Bruce Prichard, AAA, how do some of these people that have been around him for so long, how can they look people in the eye and be like, I had no idea. Or The
2: Undertaker. Like all
1: like all of his closest people that he's always just
2: were loyal to him. Like they he's it's kind of like seeing Donald Trump whisper into Jeffrey Epstein's ear, like that one's real hot over there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just fucking gross. Yeah. And those two are boys too, Trump and um Yeah. Ironic. Vince McMahon. I mean, (laughs) we don't even need to get political because who the fuck cares, honestly. But it just shows you that when you have so much money or I don't know what, when like life becomes not interesting enough that you have to play these types of games with people and your own forms of entertainment, you're basically using human lives. um, People who are struggling and who are successful as your pawn pieces when you are worth this amount of money. And it's it's a sad thing, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, technology is pretty cool how you can share information very quick, but honestly, technology can bring you down just as quick as it has. Mm. It, it actually takes you longer to get built up with technology to the status that you are, but it can bring you down 50 times faster than it takes you to get built up to that level. Like... Yeah. I mean, I'm the I we're just going to have to wait and see. I mean, this is obviously a felony. There's going to be some court stuff. I mean, is he going to go to jail? Like he should, yeah.
0: He, you would think so. I mean, th- what's confusing about this is it's a lawsuit from the person, the individual who, you know, was like part of all this. And so that that alone's kind of interesting. And, and what she's accusing him of though would be a felony, right? So you would have to believe There would be criminal charges coming um if history tells us anything though and and i've kind of said this to some of the folks uh, listeners of the podcast in fact who have reached out directly i i really hope so you know because i mean (laughs) at what at what point can like right at what point can you just say well this will just get brushed under the rug i mean this is if you've seen the text messages if you've heard the stories i mean enough's enough like this is so over the top it's so out there it's in mainstream media now So in my mind, something has to happen. Now I say that, and then, you know, again, I don't want to get political here, but you look at Vince's best friend, Donald Trump, right? And a lot of the things that have happened with him and sort of how those have ended in like a court situation. um, You know, I mean, anything's possible. And really the biggest thing is, you know, even if Vince does get convicted of something, or even if he does lose the lawsuit, he has enough money and enough political power Mm -hmm. to, appeal it to continue to push it out um to the point where the people who are coming after him are just like you know what we don't have the money to match him or just like this is never going to end so let's just settle or let's just give up i
2: can see he, one of those he two better things. he should just just disappear like he's got all the money in the world why don't you just go to like a crazy like awesome location that is off the grid by your own island and just vanish into oblivion and just. Don't even have a cell phone. Don't even do anything. Don't even have anybody that you can hurt. And people will respect you again, I think. Like He just needs to like go away and just not hurt people anymore. He hurt himself by staying in the business too long, by pretending that he's not doing what he's doing. Imagine how many hours that he invests into all this stuff. And this is just one story. This is one lady, right? Or is it many women no, that have yes, come out. no yeah
1: there's that, there's that, mul- there's multiple people who have come forward okay. and she just happens you, to be one, one do you that's know got how much publicly released
2: do you know how much work that takes to just be mm-hmm. communicating and having your eyes on a screen and typing like when imagine the amount of characters that you're typing at somebody when you can actually write, be writing good stories for your wrestlers in your wrestling company (laughs) than talking about some of these texts that this person is you know when all these wrestlers are waiting outside of his office when they're like yeah I want to talk to Vince and he's like he's busy he's doing too much important shit and it's like no I really want to talk to him about an idea like think about it like Drew McIntyre who are the people that waited outside of his office I mean you hear it in these things all the time maybe like fucking you know daddy ass or whatever his name was Um, no um, Fucking NXT 2.0, 2.0, Daddy Magic, you know? Like, Daddy Magic probably waited outside of Vince's office because he has the confidence and stuff like that. But I'm just, like, there's tons of wrestlers that waited outside, and they're trying to feed their families. They're trying to have an honest living. They're trying to put food on the table by, like, hey, I have this awesome idea for this character. If you listen to me and invest in me, I could make this a thing, and we could sell a fuck ton of T-shirts. But you know what Vince is doing? He's behind his desk talking about having three black guys ram it up every hole in orifice on a female that is down on her luck. That's fucked up, guys. That's fucked up.
0: It's messed up. I I was watching Agreed. one of the better um, stories I've heard on this. I was watching Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer Radio. He was speaking with someone, Lisa. I apologize. I can't remember her last name. Um, in the UK who was talking, she's a huge fan of professional wrestling, but also, um, pretty knowledgeable when it comes to these kinds of cases. And she was talking a lot about this and it's just, it's a shame. She made, she made it so straightforward. Like, you know, this is going to leave a black eye and this is kind of like what you said, Mike, this is going to leave a black eye in pro wrestling. And for those of our listeners who listen to this, because like, you know, us directly, or, you know, you just kind of want to hear like, Oh, what's this podcast all about? Um, don't, come away from this thinking that pro wrestling is this horrible, horrible industry where all these bad things happen keep in mind, these things do happen in many walks of life. It's unfortunate that they happen more often in pro wrestling than other places, mainly because the person who leads the largest pro wrestling promotion in the world happens to be the guy we're talking about. Right? So please don't come away from this thinking that pro wrestling is just this dirty underbelly of society. It is not, it's a fun, you know somewhat violent but still fun theater where you can tell stories through violence it's really interesting in that way so if anything keep giving pro wrestling a chance keep listening to this podcast keep you know keep an open mind with these things
1: yeah i word up yeah i agree i i agree but uh, yet on the same token it just shows the the I think I might've said this in one of our, one of our group chats when we were talking about this, but this, this just shows the depth of kind of just the brainwashing is not the right word, but this, this mirage that the WWE has over its fans that escapes them far too far away from reality. Right. Like, you know, and that's part of, Part of their shtick is this whole entertainment kind of mirage. And um, that's why monopolies should be illegal.
2: They basically monopolize the business and they became too big for everything. And nobody is there to Mm -hmm. hold them accountable when you can basically write your own uh, ticket for any behavior you want to conduct in the business that you dominate. Because when you dominate that business, who's going to question you?
1: Mm hmm. And 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 then people get hurt. The whole thing in the end is really sad for me because I think to myself of how many people, again, guaranteed there's people, there's many people that knew exactly what was going on, never said a word. And, and then in the end, you know, this comes out and you're just, you're left thinking to yourself, like, is it really going to change like is that organization going to have the the courage to truly change its trajectory? And you know, uh, you know, I I don't know it it it'll, it remains to be seen. But uh, but like you said, Matt, I do think the, the, he is a very twisted, unfortunately, paranoid, very delusional type of myopic leader. They're not that uncommon. They're usually called dictators, um, and he operates like a dictator and an autocrat. Um, and unfortunately, we see them in Russia, we see them in China, we see them in all kinds of places. And it's just a it's a rough, it's just a it's a really s- sad situation. But but with that being said, like you said, Matt. I think the the world of professional wrestling is so amazing in terms of its ability to help you escape reality that I do hope that maybe through all this coming out and his fall from grace, that good will come out of this and more people will feel empowered, not only to provide a safer environment for wrestlers, uh, but more importantly, to really keep the focus on the entertainment part of what they do in the ring and not what they have to do to get ahead in a a company.
2: Most definitely, boys. So, yeah, let's stick to the positives for the people that are in the business. The wrestlers, we're a wrestlers podcast. We're not here for the administration of it all. We are... The people we are here for the people that respect the art and the people that um, lace up the boots and step through those ropes. So keep supporting your local wrestlers. So we played a pretty fun game last night because we are wrestling enthusiasts and passionate about everything and um, everything to do with wrestling. And Matt made this awesome game that basically put us on the spot to imitate any wrestler to talk about any topic. And I mean, for a lot of people, that could be very hard to do. And it could have been a train wreck, but it's actually a pretty entertaining episode. I actually got a <laughs> bellyache laughing so hard at some of these um, promos and had to play them like loudly in my car because I wanted it. So basically, go back and listen to last week's
1: episode if you haven't heard it. I cannot tell you. Right, Mike, I cannot tell a lie. I did the very exact same thing you did. I listened to it on a run, and I had to stop running because I was laughing. I did <laughs> the exact
0: I, same thing.
1: I was <laughs> laughing, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Maybe it's just you know because. how good laughing is for you though, it's too, boys. The most amazing. It's amazing. You need to laugh. You, you need do. to laugh in You're this right. life
2: because it's healthy. It gets your energy out, or you know, there's science behind it. If you want a good laugh, you go back and you listen to the last week's episode because some people laid it down. Some people did not, but uh, I hope we do that game again. It was really fun to be put on the spot like that and just see what people come up with. So Matt, take it away, buddy. What is the results of the game?
0: Yeah, thanks, dude. And for those of our listeners who voted, thank you so much. We really appreciate you participating, engaging with us uh, on social media Um, if you haven't heard last week's show, it's okay. Go back and listen to it. Like Gary and Mike were just saying, and I even mentioned it. It's a good one. It's a true belly buster. So, um, (laughs) the, the results are in and it looks like, uh, there's a tie for pretty much every place except for first. So we may as well just go ahead and announce the winner with 50% of the votes, the winner, uh, was the guy who talked a lot about cherry wine, Charlie Michaels.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Good. Good for good for the run. Good for the Royal rumble run in. That was, he really did. I'm going to tell you right now, like the rock <laughs> one was so, so good. It was, it was dynamic.
0: Yes. And Cody Rhodes, if, again, if you haven't heard last week's episode, definitely go back and check it out. You will. Mm-hmm. It, are the impressions good? No, not at all. And I think that's what adds so much charm to that episode. Definitely got to go check it out if you haven't already. But congratulations, Charlie, for winning. Um, I did mention on social media that there would be a prize that would be announced tonight. We are still working that out. Um, so and not to lead you guys on, but that'll likely be announced on next week's show. Stay tuned for more of that. that That is yet to come.
1: Congratulations yes. to Charlie.
2: I love Charlie so much because he, he, he is a purist when it comes Mm. to wrestling and he's got, he's got deep personal thoughts about (laughs) everything and he lets it come through. And that's why I love the guy so much is because like, you just, you get the most honest picture into what the guy is thinking. And then you just attach a wrestling accent or dialect or impression on the guy. It's perfect. So why oh, wouldn't great. he
1: win? Great. Yeah, no. I mean, he was, he was by far. I mean, I wouldn't say by far. I think that uh, there, you know, I I really think for each of us, there was one that really kind of like was like, all right, that was pretty good. And fuck yeah, and, it was not an easy thing to do. Was, no, and and you know, I think we, I Mike, I think you were the one that said this last week, and I, I just want to reiterate, like. You know, that is not easy to do like that. The the improvisation that's required is to actually and now and then heighten it with the fact that most of these guys are doing and women are doing these in the ring in front of thousands Mm. of people on live television. And it's like, you know, I, I guess I. At, again, as a purist back in the 80s, you know, they did not script very much. And when you listen to some of those, <laughs> some of them are priceless. But, in, and I'm somewhere in between where I'd rather see someone be more realistic in their promo, but I can I can totally appreciate what they have to do and how hard they have to work to really get good mic skills because, whoo, it's not easy at all
2: well i just want to give it up to matt who's pushing our limits and i like where his head's at you know like matt is the one that said i'm gonna make these guys impersonate a wrestler and talk about one word as that And I'm making the rules because I'm a father of twins and what I say goes. So (laughs) like, I really, I think Matt is very healthy right now being a father of twins because it's no easy thing and he's coming up with these games and he's pushing us because he wants the best for everybody. So you know what? I'm going to do a little something different tonight and Val Venus is going to take us out and teach us how to be. Triple H. So, Val, why don't you take us out and just inform the listeners on how to keep a Triple H, shall you?
0: (laughs) Well, listeners, if you haven't listened to Keep the Cave Babe enough already, you will know that there's these three things you need to live by. (laughs) And the big Val Bosky is a big proponent of these three things and it's to stay humble stay hungry and stay hard
2: (laughs) triple H. h